Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're tuned in around the state, whatever station you choose or online. Bob Getty and the Southern Bank Corps Studio Solo today. Glad you're with us, and what a great show we've got. We're about to talk to Tanner Hall. We've got Justin Storm on the show. We've got Al Holder, who's going to update us on the uh, Golden Eagles all through professional baseball. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit always is. We're happy to say it's a great place to eat. It's a great place to cater your next event. And it's just a great place to do business. Our thanks uh, to the good folks at Dickie's Barbecue. Well, the coincidence could not be better. Just Friday at the news comes out that the American Baseball Coaches Association has honored Tanner Hall and Justin Storm with All-America honors. Tanner, who collected the... All-American all honors this year from Collegiate Baseball, the Writers Association, and Perfect Game, uh, of course, uh, will go down as one of the great Golden Eagle pitchers of all time. 12-4 and four this year, 2.48 ERA, struck out 124 batters uh, to just 33 walks at 112 innings. His uh, win total ranked second in school history for a season, while his 22 career victories uh, ties him for seventh all-time in the school, and he holds third place all-time now and career strikeouts with 302. Quite a run for Tanner Hall, and we're happy to have him back on the Eagle Hour. Tanner, how are you, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, good. I understand that uh, you're back in Louisiana with your family, and uh, I thought it'd be uh, fascinating. We obviously want to talk a little bit about your career here, which uh, I will tell you that that, that the, all of your coaches told me this year, and I totally agree that uh, that you're right there with uh, you know with Nick Sandlin uh, and the other great pitchers uh, that pitched at Southern Miss, uh, Walker Powell. Uh, you, know, you could go on Todd McGinnis, and certainly you're right there. So I, I think that was about as high a compliment uh, as uh, as they could pay you, and well deserved, I should add. Uh, now, what what's happening with you right now, Tanner? Because we we all know you're going to be a high draft choice uh, in Major League Baseball. So tell us what is the process that you go through uh, between now and the draft. Uh, yeah, so this process gets pretty hectic at this point. Uh, like I said, I just got here on on Friday back to Louisiana, and then I'm getting ready to fly out tomorrow uh, to head to Arizona for the draft combine. And while I'm there, I'm going to be meeting with teams pretty much the whole time. I'll be there until Friday. And, I mean, those days are going to be like my first meeting is probably at 830 that morning. And I know I have 
my last meeting will be at 8.30 that night, and I'll be going every, I think it's every hour, every 30 minutes to a different meeting. I have a lunch break and, and stuff like that. But it'll be a busy week getting ready for all that. A lot of guys can go to the combine. They're going to be throwing and, and doing bullpens. I'm personally, I've thrown a lot of innings, so I'm going to I'm shut down at this point as far as throwing. I'll just be working out and stuff. But, yeah, I'll be going up there and, and meeting with teams and, then I'll head back and kind of really get ready to start having conversations when the draft begins. But at this point, do you, do you have communication with any specific teams, Tanner, or do you not have any idea uh, who's going to draft you? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'll, there's teams that text me. Uh, I have on my prospect link where you fill out like questionnaires and stuff for teams. I, I've done maybe 20 of those for 20 different teams, but I, I think I've Almost met with all 30, if not maybe 25 of the teams. Uh, so at this point, yeah, it's pretty much a guessing game to figure out who, who wants me more. And whenever that happens, that's that's when we start figuring out where I'll end up. Try to put in perspective for listeners uh, across the state who, who, like me, will never be in that position. Uh, what it's like right now to, to know what's uh, in front of you and uh, what's behind you. What has what, what the last week been like for you, Tanner? It's been a lot to take in, honestly, because, uh, I mean, with our season ending and stuff, it's, yeah, it's really sad to, to end, you know, your college season. But for me, it's a possibility that that's the end of my college career. So it's just, it's hard to take in because Southern Miss is a place I tell people all the time, I wish I could play there for, 15 20 years and just and just stay there because i mean it's it's the same thing every time it's fun and i mean you're pretty much never getting let down uh especially with the environment and the fans there but it's definitely a crazy experience uh it's something i never really expected to be going through but you know there's there's definitely ups and downs to it it's it comes with a busy schedule and and you know you got to be on top of things you can't forget about a meeting here or or it can end up hurting you at the end of the day. So, yeah, it becomes a, a job pretty much at this point, and that's whenever, now is whenever I'm really starting to realize that and understand that this is, uh, this is getting serious and, and you're going to have to be on your A game when you're, when you're talking to people and, and make sure you're, you're expressing yourself because you really want to get a team that, that really likes you. You don't want to just end up in the system and stuff. You want somebody that can invest in you and, and help you grow. So it's it's scary, but it's also really exciting because you know you don't know where you're going to end up. But also at the end of the day, you'll be I'll be playing you know baseball still, and that's my dream. So I feel like it's good. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but you told me in the preseason media day, I asked you about all the rumors at the end of the 2022 season about you know a, a, an SEC school or some big school coming in and 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 courting you away, and you told me that. That never entered your mind that you would have never done that to the coaches that made you the pitcher you are. Yeah, absolutely not. That was never an option to me. Uh, I mean, this that program at Southern Miss is they made me who I am. Without them, you know, I, I wouldn't be who I am. And I feel like I owe more than I've ever given, you know, to to that program and to those coaches because they put their heart and soul into that into that team and in those games, and so did we as a team and uh not even just speaking on the coaches there but the players i mean there's just so many good guys that are on that team and it's it's hard to walk away from it because you know that it, i mean that's somebody you're going to be friends with for the rest of your life but yeah i never had the idea of, of transferring i feel like that never would have even been an idea 
went before NILs and stuff came into play. But yeah, I, I, I wanted to show my appreciation for Southern Miss, and I wanted to go back and, and get to a College World Series with them and and fight teams because I knew that's what Southern Miss does. It's not it's not a gamble for us. We end up in the same spot every year, and it's because of all the work we put in. And I feel like a lot of programs out there just kind of get the talent and and pay for guys to come and and yeah okay you'll end up being good but it's harder to develop whenever you're you're going somewhere like that where everyone's already ahead of you and and over here at Southern Miss we can all develop together we work out together we we train together and at practice and stuff we're working on things as a group and I feel like the brotherhood really makes it easy because you're just out there with your friends you know having fun at baseball practice and it makes you feel like you're a kid again. I noticed uh, when the game ended uh, Monday night and they took Rodrigo Montenegro uh, off first base after he had gotten on uh, to let Blake Johnson come in and run, you were the first guy that greeted him when he when he came off the field, Tanner. There was quite a bond between you two, I gather. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, a, that was an emotional moment for me because uh, I feel like, I mean, me and Rodrigo, we're brothers. And, I mean, I can tell him anything. We, we talk all the time. We're still going to be hanging out even after – we we leave Southern Miss, but at the end of the day, he's been there for me, and and I understand that he comes from a different background. He's from a, a whole different country and stuff. But me and him instantly bonded whenever he got to school here, and he helped me grow as a pitcher. He gave me confidence that you know I feel like I I was lacking the field whenever I was pitching prior to him getting there, and he started making me feel like I was a really good pitcher. And you know we kept talking and stuff, and and throughout games the bond got closer just because he was my my go-to catcher my sophomore year and then this year I mean I knew it was his last year and he did too so we talked we had that conversation before that we got to go out with a bang like this can't just be a a normal year and so watching him come off the base path knowing that was his last time at at Pete Taylor Park you know even being a Montenegro with his brother you know his brother's a, a legend there too and it was a lot I knew it was tough for him so I mean if I was him I'd want you know, to have my buddy waiting there for me, too, to, to greet me and congratulate me. So I knew I'd be the first one out the dugout when I heard they were getting a pinch runner. All right, Tanner, i got about 30 seconds left. What would you like to say to the Golden Eagle fan base? I would like to thank you all for, for everything that you all provided this program and, and the spirits you all have given to the players within the program. It's something that is, it's hard to repay, and, and we thank you all, and you all don't understand how much uh, you all really help us on the field and off the field just to get through our days and understand that it's for something bigger than just ourselves. Well, Tanner, we wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I think you know that uh, the Golden Eagle fan base will be your biggest fan, and uh, we look forward to uh, watching you pitch in the big leagues, young man. I don't think there's any doubt you're going to do that. Uh, Thank you for your time, and thank you for all the interviews you did with us uh, this year. You always made yourself accessible, and we'll be watching and, uh, and supporting you in every way that we can, Tanner. All right, thank you. The great Tanner Hall, everybody, clearly one of the great pitchers in Southern Miss baseball history. Another mighty good pitcher named All-America over the weekend. Relief pitcher, became extraordinary in the way that he was closing out games. Justin Storm, next on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. If you don't catch us live on one of our Super Talk affiliates, then we're always available to you on those platforms. All right, Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the show. Great place to buy all your Southern Miss swag, of course, on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online at campusbookmart.net. Want to get right back uh, to our guest today. Want to thank Tanner Hall for coming on the show. And now we're just as equally excited to have uh, the second player that was named All-American this Friday by the American Baseball Coaches Association, Justin Storm. Was well, he was just magnificent this year. He was seven and two with a two point three six ERA, twenty nine appearances, forty five and two thirds inning. He fanned seventy two, walked just seventeen. Opponents just hit one fifty nine against him. And if that wasn't enough, he got in the postseason where he appeared in five games, four and one record, allowed two earned runs over seventeen and a third innings for an ERA of one point oh four, only ten hits. Four walks, twenty-three strikeouts. He was he was just really unstoppable. And uh, Justin, you were just uh, and I, I told you this uh, earlier in the postseason. You were just you were just dominating uh, in your appearances, whether it was for one inning or five. Uh, must have been a thrill because you were really in the zone, young man. Yeah, it, it definitely was. And I, I thank you for the uh, the uh, the kind words there, Mister Bob. Um, it was really fun. Um, just. Especially being able to play postseason baseball, regardless of where it's at or, or in what situation, um, it's the game is just heightened a little bit, and uh, it makes it more fun, makes it more exciting. Um, and I know the whole team felt that way about about making making the conference tournament, obviously, because um, not everybody gets to make it in, and then um, so, uh, succeeding in that tournament and and actually getting a dog pile and win it and guaranteeing our place in in the final sixty four. Um, we know that. You're not always guaranteed a spot in that either. And uh, if you can win your conference tournament, you feel a lot better um, by, by locking down a spot in that field of 64 rather than hoping you get to be a at-large bid. Yeah, I mean, when you when you pitched late in the year, there were just some situations where you were brought in to, to do more than close. I mean, you were pitching four or five innings, and it was just locked down. I mean, you just absolutely shut the opponent down. And you looked so focused when you were on the field. What, what was your mindset, Justin? I think it's just kind of for me, um, just kind of just taking it one pitch at a time. I've uh, I had some some struggles earlier in the year of maybe coming out and doing well for maybe my first uh, inning, maybe first two innings, and then kind of losing that focus, um, and maybe the third, and not really doing as good as I expected to. Um, and so for me, I, I kind of pull that down into just kind of like a next pitch or, or one pitch at a time mentality. Um, and that's kind of try what I take out to the mound every day is there, there's no telling how many how many pitches I'm going to get to throw or how many batters I'm going to get to face. Um, but if I go out and, and focus on one pitch at a time and, and make the best pitch I can every time, um, I think I'll be in a lot better place. And maybe looking ahead and, and worrying about strikeouts and all this stuff, you know, if, uh, if you just focus on one pitch at a time, everything else will handle itself. Uh, that's that's what I try to take out to the mound every day with me. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, uh, I gather in uh, when you were pitching in the Super Regional, the uh, umpire came over and made you button your jersey up. Is that correct? Did I see that right? Actually, no. Um, no? So I had issues throughout the postseason of my gold jersey with 
I, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't keep it buttoned. I mean, I would button it up in the dugout and then go back out on the mound. I felt <laughs> like I get out after my warm up pitches and I look down and it was unbuttoned again. And uh-huh. I just kept trying to button it back up. But every time I went to it, and my jersey was soaked okay. with sweat. So every time I tried to button it up, I, my hands are getting wet and it's, you know, I'm losing grip on the baseball. So I just had to just kind of wear it, you know, and, and leave it that way. Um, and, but, Actually, when, when the umpire talked to me, that was actually me no, looking down and noticing that my jersey was fully unbuttoned all the way to my belt. And I, I actually called for time, asked him if I could, you know, get a second to, to button it back up again because I, I thought that, was, that had taken it a little too far. So, well, I actually, that was on me. I got you. Well, can I tell you, it was a great look. It was a great <laughs> look, you. Justin. I, I just Thank thought you. it was, uh, I just thought it was great. Okay, so... uh all right, I understand you don't fully know what the future is, but you you told me off air you're you're back home with your family, and you're waiting on the draft. But you told me something that really perked my ears up, and you said you have not decided whether or not you're leaving uh, your last year of eligibility. Is is that fair to say? Yes, sir. Um, I, I definitely don't want to um, you know count my eggs before they hatch, as as people would say. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see um, how the draft goes, but by by no means have I totally one hundred percent committed to um, to leaving. Um, I think I think I can guarantee that if if I do play another year of college baseball, it's going to be at Southern Miss. Um, I, there's there's no thoughts or, or anything about transferring, and you know, Southern Miss is where I belong. Uh, but I also do know if if the draft um, kind of goes in my favor, um, you know. Some, Sometimes you can't turn that down, um, but I'll have to decide, you know, when that day comes and, and whatever I think is best for me and my family, um, and we'll have that conversation, you know, on that day. But as of right now, I uh, definitely haven't haven't uh, made a decision. All right. Well, that's that's really interesting news for our listening audience. You're you're the second pitcher your your teammate uh, told me earlier in the show, and and we were referencing last year that. Uh, it never entered his mind to transfer and play anywhere else. I, I think that's what I'm hearing from you. That well, you said it. If, if you returned to college baseball, you would you would never play anywhere but here. Is that what I heard? Absolutely not. No, I, I owe everything um, to my college career to Coach Barry and Coach John and Coach Krill and and Coach Brewer and and all, everyone else that, that you know, some coaches that have been in and out um, over the past couple of years. I, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be against what I believe of of, of leaving. Um, I think I, I owe it to them. I owe it to our fans. Um, I would never want to want to burn that bridge or ruin that relationship because of how how good our fans and our our community has been to us and to me um, personally. I would. That's definitely for me. You know, everybody's different, but but yeah. for me, I I'd definitely be a gold eagle for life. I'm gonna just say on a side note, people that that don't have the, the privilege that some of us have to, to kind of get around the baseball team in our coverage. Uh, this uh, this young man is not only a great player, he, he's just a great person. You're one of the kindest uh, kindest people that we've met, and uh, and, your, and your coach reflected that as well, Justin. He, he talked very, very highly of, about your character, and I, and I think that it's, uh, I think that it's really obvious. Uh, put in perspective what this run was like and, uh, and what, what, what it was like uh, playing so hard for Coach Barry, and, and I know that's what you guys were doing. Yeah, I mean, it, you, uh, you try not to uh, make it bigger than it is. Um, you never want to 
go out there and, and press and, and try and play so hard that, that you're playing tight. Um, you know, and for me, I'm, I'm a little different because on any given weekend, I might be a part of three innings, you know, sometimes maybe a little bit more, but usually, you know, this year, not more than five innings. So you play, um, you play three games on a weekend and, and I feel like I can only control, um, three to five innings. Um, but I, I obviously go out there and try to make those three to five as good as possible. Um, but I know for some of our hitters and, and guys that play in the field that are out there, you know, all weekend long, it's important for them to, to not really press and, and try and play so hard and so tight. Um, I think they play better. And I think they would say this, they play better when they're relaxed and they're having fun. And um, I think that's kind of the, the what we took upon ourselves as a team during that run where we rattled off, you know, was it 14, 15 wins in a row? Um, right. I think it was just uh, the way we were attacking each day. It was never a, really a thing where we were so worried about, you know, obviously we wanted to send Coach Barry out the right way, but there was never a time when we, even if we were playing bad and, and it looked bad in the game, we were down. Um, we never really lost focus of what it was. And at the end of the day, it's just, we're just a bunch of guys out there playing a game um, for fun. So when when you when you don't lose sight of that, um, the game begins to be a lot easier and a lot more fun to play. Um, and I think that's the way Coach Barry wanted us to play of, you know, just loose and, and having fun out there. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a game that we get to play with our buddies. Um, and some of us get to play for four years in college. Some people play for two years in college. And some people play for, you know, six or seven because of COVID. Um, but you, uh, if you lose sight of that, you know, it becomes – it becomes a little bit more of a job and not really, you know, the fun that you want to have. Yeah. Let me just tell you this in, in parting, uh, as a guy that's uh, followed Southern Miss baseball a long time, big fan, in the essence, cover it now for a living, you're, you're going to be re- forever remembered. And hopefully, you know, the draft is great to you. If it's not what you want, obviously, you'd be welcome back here with open arms. But uh, – uh, as far as, as closing pitchers, you've put yourself right there with Nick Sandlin, Colin Cargill, the really great closing pitchers that we have seen in this program, Justin. And uh, your performance this year, was just, it's really hard to describe uh, how good it was. Uh, I'll just tell you this. We all hope nothing but the best for you. If the draft turns out your way, we'll all be your biggest fans. And if you come back, that, that'll be great news for all of us. But uh, – I thank you for all the interviews this year, and I appreciate you coming on our show today, Justin. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Justin Storm, everybody, really one of the great pitchers. We're going to remember him for a long time, but you heard what he said. Still, the door is still open that uh, Justin could be back. We'll see. Let's see what the other guys from Southern Miss are doing in professional baseball. We've got the perfect guy to talk to next. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. Four Street Barn Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour right there in the shadow of the rock. Great food, great drink, big games always on TV, memorabilia all over the building. It's just a fun place to go. Four Street Barn Grill, we thank them uh, for all they do. 
Certainly want to thank Tanner Hall and Justin Storm. What great interviews with those two young men. And uh, Justin Storm revealing that he has not made up his mind uh, where he's going, but if he returns to college, he made it very clear it would be to Southern Miss. So talking to guys like that just kind of make you feel better. As does my next guest, a very good friend of mine, Al Holder, who nobody loves Southern Miss baseball any more than this man or keeps up any closely uh, closer to it than he does. And, uh, well, before we get to all the uh, Golden Eagles playing professional, Al, uh, you know, it's been still a bit of a gloomy week. Very, very proud of the team uh, making two Super Regionals in a row. It's a pretty astonishing accomplishment. Uh, you can't help but think of what may have been. Uh, your thoughts about the, this 2023 season? I, I I thought it was a terrific uh, baseball season. It, it seemed to me like uh, we kind of started off uh, particularly on the bump of this kind of average but as the season went along, it, uh, Oz just kept getting the right pitchers in the right situation under the right circumstances, and uh, we began to pick up uh, uh, a lot of momentum because of that. And uh, he is a, uh, a master puppeteer. I uh, hate to use that word, but when he when he's bringing kids in and out, when he's developing kids, when he's teaching them what to throw in certain circumstances and the pitches he calls and everything, I'm I'm very impressed uh, with his uh, work. Well, great segue. Let me uh, let everybody know that uh, Coach Oz will be on the Eagle Hour tomorrow for an extended interview uh, now that he is the head coach of Southern Miss Baseball. Really looking forward to uh, hearing what uh, what Coach Oz has to say tomorrow. All right, Al, let's talk about some of our guys. Right now, as we sit here today, we have one guy, Nick Sandlin, on a major league roster. He is with Cleveland, but we have two more uh, who are playing AAA ball. And I, w- I want to skip down to one of the AAA players, Matt Walner, who's playing in St. Paul, Minnesota, hitting 298, eight home runs, 34 RBIs. I guess my question is, why is Walner not on the Twins roster? I, you know, I, that's a hit scratcher. Uh, he's I, a better hitter than Kepler, who's uh, up there playing every day. And uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what is going on uh, roster wise or why why they're doing whatever it is they're doing. But uh, when he was up uh, in, with the big club uh, this year, he had 19 at bats and hit and batted three three sixty eight with a home run and uh, had four RBIs. His OPS was one point oh nine nine. So he uh, he did a good job when he was up. I, I don't really know what's going on there. And it it just it may be they're working on something with him, uh, or uh, or Kepler's contract has something to do with it. I just don't know. Yeah, uh, another one in AAA, and he's been there a while. He's he's kind of danced up and down a little bit uh, from the major league clubs. He's with Cincinnati currently, and Chucky Robinson. Everybody remembers him. Well, heck, Chucky's hitting three twenty six, seven home runs, thirty five RBIs so far this year. Would look like he's right on the crust of being on a major league roster. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a lot of times the, the, anybody in AAA can play uh, Major League Baseball. They can play with a big club. The problem is sometimes when you have people ahead of you that you can't bump out of the way. and you can't, They don't leave because of contracts or something. I think I would pay attention to the trade deadline that's coming up and see what uh, they do and, and maybe move him up. I don't know. That's a good question. I followed his uh, career since he left, and he is beloved by everybody that he has played for. He, uh, uh, but the good news with uh, with Chucky is that 
his bat has finally come alive because he was all he was constantly hitting in the low two hundreds uh, in double A and stuff, and that doesn't usually get you bumped. And uh, but he's 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 found his his stroke, I think, and I think that's really good news for him because when you can bat up around three hundred as a catcher. Uh, and you're a really good defensive catcher with a good arm. The major league clubs are, are they, they absolutely want you up up there on the roster. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, he has been up and down. I know he played uh, in that Field of Dreams game last year with the Reds. Yes. But uh, Chucky right there on the edge. Well, one guy that's there, uh, and it doesn't surprise anybody, is Nick Sandlin with Cleveland. He uh, has a two four eight or ERA. Uh, I'm sorry, a 3.2 R, 3.20 ERA. I'll get it out right here in a second. 24 strikeouts, uh, nine base on balls. That's through the 18th. Uh, Nick Sandlin has established himself as a big league pitcher. No question. His whip is 1.03, and anything under 1.10 is really, really good. For a while there, he was below one. Uh, he, But when you're just throwing an inning at a time, you know, when somebody – gets a base hit and, uh, and hit, knocks in a run, uh, you uh, that really, really throws it out of whack because it doesn't take much to do it. He's uh, thrown uh, – he's been in 26 games, and he, he, he's pitched 25.1 innings and got 24 strikeouts. So pretty yeah. good. He's pretty good. Yeah. All right, he's going to be there a while. He's going to be there a while. Yeah. yeah. Two and double A, Hunter Stanley uh, plays for the Cleveland organization. He's in Akron, Ohio. Uh, he's playing double-A ball. Walker Powell is with the Chicago Cubs, presently with their Tennessee double-A ball club. Both seem to be doing pretty well. Walker Powell has kind of caught my eye a little bit. Uh, you know, he's he seems to be playing well. But put in perspective, if, if you're playing double-A ball, I mean, where are you really in the pecking order, Al? Uh, you just – you. it's it's where you show your medal that, at double-A. If you make it that far – uh, which is pretty much a pretty good achievement, but that that's where you make or break because you're really starting to see some some terrific pitching and uh, and uh, it's uh, so you've you've got to learn or be be in the loop, learning how to hit sliders and hundred mile an hour fastballs and and uh, and figuring out which is coming. It's uh it's uh, uh it's just where you make your medal when when you move up to Triple A. You're a step away from uh, the big leagues. A lot of those guys at AAA are making, you know, over a hundred grand a year. So I mean, they're making some pretty good money mm-hmm. playing AAA ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, well take a, take a good AA ball club, a good a good AA ball club. Put them in the College World Series that's going on right now, and what what happens? I think it, uh, that that's a great debate. Uh, I think that some of the top Half a dozen teams in the college uh, World Series are probably capable of playing uh, with a Triple A ball club uh, because if you look at the pitching, the college pitching Tri- nowadays, Triple A or Double A, Triple A, Double A, But I, I mean, if you look at that starting pitcher for LSU the other day, I mean, he's a man's man's man, and I mean, he comes out there throwing a hundred mile an hour, hundred two mile an hour fastballs for seven or eight innings, and, and he's got a slider that breaks 14, 16 inches. I mean, he's just – he's ready. It's uh, – uh, I don't know. It's uh, – it's, there's a lot of really good uh, ball clubs up there. And the best money can buy, as they, as they say, yeah. 
Yeah, so a, a good triple-A, I mean, a good double-A club would really cause a lot of havoc in a college World Series, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. And a triple-A club, it would be no reason yeah. to put them in there. Oh, no, there's different uh, different elements. The, the kids in triple-A are pretty special. The kids in uh, in the, in, the, in the major leagues that are on a major league club, they're really special. I mean, they're just special. Right, a, right. Yeah. Uh, about a minute and a half left in this segment. If you can stick around, I was going to keep you with me the rest of the program. But uh, one of the, our guests today was Tanner Hall. He's going to basically what is kind of like a, you know, a combine uh, for baseball combine later this week. It, it, it seems clear Tanner's gone on his way. Uh, your thoughts about Tanner Hall? I, I think he probably and the coaches have told me uh, he ranks right up there with the uh, Sandlins and the Walker Powells and. Uh, you know, the uh, the great pitchers that have played at Southern Miss? I envision him as a middle reliever, kind of like Sandlin, somebody you bring in uh, to, to, to as a change of pace uh, because, you know, his fastball's, what, 92, somewhere in that general area. But his changeup is what gets people out. And so he, he'll come in and change the pace. Uh, you've got your starters throwing mid-90s and, He's throwing 92 mile an hour sliders and whatever, and all of a sudden you change the pace uh, of the of the of the uh, ball club because the, now the the lineup's gone through. Uh, two, he's run through the that pitcher's run through the lineup twice, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you bring in a change of pace and they're trying to adjust to it. And then all of a sudden you're back on the big arms again. That's kind of the way they like it. That's why Sandlin is in the slot he's in because he comes in, he changes pace, he gets people out of situations, and he goes and sits down again. It's a it's a perfect place, I think, for Tanner. Todd McGinnis, another great pitcher that comes to my mind. Do you put Tanner Hall in that group as far as Southern Miss pitchers were concerned? Walker Powell, another one? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah the, the uh, I mean, Chris and the Pudding, uh, and you, you know, as you remember, Sandlin had some injuries that he had to go through simply because I think that's a lot because of this motion. But he seems to have gotten a lot of that squared away. And but Tanner has been uh, relatively injury free, right. and he kind of comes over the top most of the most of the time, a little three quarter. But his his uh, motion is so easy. He has a he has a really good rhythm to him. And when he gets in a good rhythm, boy, he'll get you out in a heartbeat. All right, Al Holder's with me. Go stick around for the last segment. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. D1 DBAT sponsors this segment of our program. They're on Hardy Street. You know about them. State-of-the-art training facility for every adult sport. Great baseball and softball training for the kids. Program for everybody, D1 DBAT. Also want to thank Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and a great place to go enjoy a great next time you're here, Al Holder, I'm gonna take you to Mobay Beignet. We're gonna have a couple of beignets and some coffee and probably end up talking baseball, you figure? <laughs> <laughs> no better place to do it than eating beignets. Huh? No. Well my buddy Al Holder's with me and together we have a passionate love 
uh, for the sport of baseball and, of course, Southern Miss baseball. And we were talking about these kids that were moving up and uh, or have moved up. We're talking about Tanner Hall. We, we know he's going. Justin Storm, uh, let us know today he's undecided about what he wants to do. And we want, of course, what's ever best for him. Here's another incredible player that I want your comment on. I don't know that I've ever seen a better shortstop in college baseball than Dustin Dickerson. He's bound for pro baseball. Am I, am I wrong there, Al? Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. He, uh, he is a perfect number two batter. He has a level swing. I don't know if you've noticed it. Even the home runs that he hits when they're high in the zone, hit that bat still level going through the uh, uh, through the strike zone. People that, that that had swings like that were Ted Williams, Stan Musial, uh, the uh, uh, Hank Aaron had a, a swing like that, just constantly going, staying in the strike zone, staying in the strike zone, and uh, he's a. He's got a gun for an arm. He he makes good plays. He will move up uh, in uh, through uh, minor league baseball. I think pretty quickly because just because of uh, his 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 uh, baseball knowledge and he's he's bigger than you think. It's uh, he's a uh, uh, he's about six foot six foot one. Yeah. So he's a good size for a, a shortstop. He has good range, a, a great arm. Uh, I like his bat. He kind of reminds me of Pete Rose, Tony Gwynn, some of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a stout kid too. When you're around him, you yes, can he tell is. he's really yeah. he's really uh, you know added a lot of muscle uh, in his yeah. uh, in his four years here. So there are 14 yeah. of them now from Southern Miss in professional baseball. We know a few more are going to go. What, what's your thought about uh, about Justin Storm? Will will he be drafted so high that he's unable to turn that down? You think? I think it, 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 it. I think it really depends on the scouts that that have seen him, and a, like a particular scout really sees in that in that ball club's organization where he fits perfectly for a certain situation. Uh, I, if, if I were Oz, and I'm sure he'll talk to Oz about you know after the, it, it, during the draft and stuff to figure out what to do. But if I were Oz. Uh, I would talk to him a little bit about maybe being a starter next year instead of a closer and see if uh, that he could develop him that way. And, of course, that depends on how the draft goes. If he goes in the first two or three rounds, and well, you know, that's, that's some pretty good money and that's a pretty good indication that that ball club has, uh, has you in mind uh, for in their future. And that, that's why it's so important to figure out where you are, what what ball club, you know, who, who's going who's gonna to be working with you, what the scout said. Uh, you, you just need to know a lot of stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. He's a, I tell you, he's a good-looking kid. I love, I love the way he throws baseball. He's straight downhill. And he is a great kid, too. I mean, he is just yeah, a yeah. great person uh, away from you, baseball. No you question. can tell that. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, you know, I think this is one of those years. From from my standpoint, I don't think I ever had more fun covering the team. Uh, you know, I, I'm disappointed, like a lot of people. But I mean, I think you know, when everything settles in and and you know, the summer begins to move on, we're going to all be able to look back and say, man, that 2023 baseball team that was a tough bunch of kids and. What a joy it was watching them on their incredible journey. Do you agree with that? 
I do. Uh, what are there, 300 and some yeah. Division One baseball uh, right. 300, programs? 305, I think. Yeah, and and here we are in the top 16, two years in a row. I mean, what does that tell you about Southern Miss baseball? Also, if, look at the, the, the take the reality of the NCAA choosing us for a, a uh, super regional two years in a row. They know that we sell tickets. We're set up to to run a regional and a super regional. They know that they know that we're not just capable of it. But we're we're good at it, and uh, that that the optics are good for television. You have full crowds and and and. Uh, enthused fans and it's just uh uh this this program i tell you uh the, our coaches uh have, have left and, and, and i put barry right up there at the end of it have left this program in great shape uh barry is to be commended uh just over and over and over i hope he hangs around and maybe works for the eagle club or the dugout club or something you know raising money or doing something i hope he does and yeah. and uh He's just a fine man, and would be a great benefit there. We got to get we got to get two statues for the Pete. We've got to have a <laughs> Scott Berry statue and a Corky Palmer statue side by side. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Al. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Bob. All right, my good friend Al Holder from Brandon, Mississippi. Really love the guy, and he loves Southern Miss baseball. That wraps it up. The new head baseball coach, Christian Ostrander. Extended interview with Coach Oz tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.